0: Richard, welcome to my podcast. Welcome to my living room. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. appreciate it. I'm looking forward to uh, getting to know you and uh, hearing much more about your interesting business. And then I like to explore what I always refer to as the third rail. And by that, I mean, how did you find yourself in this business? I'm guessing it was not. A plan that you established as a child or a teenager tell me some things about your business
1: so in 2008 11 years ago I started up reptile rapture here in Madison um, and going strong for 11 years we expanded multiple times but so we're in the middle of another expansion
0: yeah I saw one of your YouTube videos and I think it's from, <laughs> I think it's from your new store It's quite amazing
1: yeah yeah thank you yeah we it just we started it out from scratch um i didn't want to get any loan or anything we saved up the money so we just opened up with a 500 square foot store um and i've done a lot of construction in my past so i was able to frame up and build up the store myself to save money and then literally within six months not even six months we were expanding and I needed more space, so I took over some space from the store next door to me, um, and I just paid them rent for the space I took. And then literally a few months later, I took over their whole store, the whole business. They decided to close down, and I took over their whole property over there, expanded it out to 2,500 square feet. And then within five years, I needed more space, and so we moved to the location we're at now, which gave us – uh, 3,400 square feet. It's just been growing and growing. And we Originally, I started the business out of my house.
0: So what made you start the business? That's intriguing. I don't know that many people that own reptiles. Uh, so I'm curious <laughs> how you actually got started.
1: You'd be amazed. Yeah, I didn't realize how many people owned reptiles either. So I've kept reptiles my whole life. My mom we couldn't have dogs or cats, so she had allergies to them. So she always let me have box turtles and newts and salamanders. And then it just grew from there, and she finally let me have a snake. And then I've always just had reptiles my whole life. When I moved out on my own, I always had like a pet snake or a lizard or something. One day I had these, well, I've had this pair of snakes called Blue Beauties, which at the time weren't very common. And they accidentally bred for me. And so I didn't know what to do. So I made a makeshift incubator for their eggs. And I hatched them out. And I posted them up on the internet, showing what I hatched out. And all these people fell in love with them. And the Blue Beauties are uh, an Asian rat snake. Um, They come from overseas. And so many people wanted to buy them. And so I was like, wow, okay." So I ended up selling them. Sold them to a bunch of different people and took the money and bought more reptiles and ended up breeding more snakes and selling those. And we're like, wow, this is, you know, this is pretty neat. It was paying for my hobby, you know, the feeders and the bedding and the cleaning and all that stuff. And it just grew. And so my wife and I decided to remodel our basement and build a breeding facility in our basement. And Bought more snakes and got some lizards and started in geckos and started breeding in the house. And and we started traveling and doing shows on the weekends. We worked regular jobs during the week. And on the weekends, we would travel and do shows all across the Midwest. And we'd take our babies that we've already produced and sell them at the shows. And so it was growing. So then I decided, well, you know what? I can... Let's make this, you know, legit legal business. So I got licensed. I, I applied with FedEx to get a license to ship animals, you know, overnight special coolers with heat packs and stuff like that. And I got a license with FedEx and started posting stuff all over the internet. So we didn't have to travel as much so we can just go ahead and ship the animals. And it just grew from there and we started shipping right out of our house overnight to people's homes all across the country. It was just my wife and I, you know, we thinking, you know, we could probably do this as a store where we can actually teach people. Cause when I used to be over the road, truck driving, I would stop in different cities. And when I had layovers waiting for my loads, and I would go hit pet stores and check out and see what they have. And most of the time, you walk into a store; they didn't know what they, you know, how to take care of the animals. They were taking care of the reptiles wrong. You know, people weren't too educated in the stores on reptiles. They had them for sale, but they just said, "Oh, give them some bugs," you know, give them a heat lamp, and that was it. And um, so, my wife and I were like, you know what? We know what we're doing. We can open up a small little shop and actually teach people what you need to give them the right lighting the right bedding you know each animal is different and unique in its own way they don't they're not all taken care of the same way that's when we you know decided, hey let's try it i quit my job and built the first location and with my own two hands and it's just taken off from there and it's grown to what it is today
0: how many years between the sale of the blue beauties online and to the time you actually had your first retail brick and mortar. Um, it
1: was in 2006. And it was such, it just happened so fast. Because when we started hitting the shows all over the Midwest. And I made up business cards. People were coming to our house wanting to buy the animals. And my store that's set up the way it is now. Was set up the same way in my house. Downstairs. And um, people would come to our house in the local area in Wisconsin and they find us online and we show them and like, you know, let's not do this in our house. Let's just open a small little shop and we can do it there. Cause you know, we had strangers coming in our house and I didn't feel too comfortable about it. <laughs> yeah, so it didn't take too long. It was uh, 2006, seven, eight, yeah. Cause we opened at the end of, we opened December 1st, 2008. So yeah, cause those two years after that first year producing the first blue Beauty was it 2000. You know what? I think it was towards the end of 2005 now that I think about it because then after that it was the, we were traveling for about a year on the weekends doing all these shows, and then we're like, okay, we got to stop doing these shows. This is when we have to open the store because we had one weekend off a month and to ourselves, the rest of the time we were doing shows. So it literally was about two and a half years, two to two and a half years before we opened. And it's been just progressing more and more.
0: You must have some interesting longtime um, buyer relationships by now. Oh, we do.
1: And not just here. I mean, now, I mean, we, we have, we ship animals, of course, across the United States. But now we've grown where we ship dry goods around the world. Um, every week we got stuff going all over the place to Holland, Australia, Scotland, um, everywhere to Malaysia. Um, and there a lot of them are repeat customers. We still have a lot of our original customers from when we first opened that still shop with us. And it's, it's so weird seeing their kids when they came in, when they were little kids, you know, they're nine, 10 years old. And now they come in, they're taller than me. they, going to the UW, they've graduated from college and, you know, and they still come in our store to this day. Um, So it's fantastic. It's awesome seeing them growing up. Makes me feel older, but, you know, it's great seeing it. Yeah, we have a lot of long-term customers that from the moment we opened our store, we have customers from when we were doing it out of our house that still come to us and buy their feeders from us and buy more animals from us.
0: If someone comes in and they don't really have much of a background in reptiles or not even sure if if they want to buy one and if they're there for an hour and they decide, well, I think I'll spend some money and buy a reptile. Now, at, at that point, I'm assuming you give a lot of education and help that prospective buyer make some decisions. Yeah, yeah we do a
1: lot of that. Um, That's what makes us really different. I mean, we literally educate everybody. And if they're, you know, they're not sure, we always tell them, you know, don't impulse buy. Think about it. Do some homework. Go and look them up and see if, you know, if you have the time for this specific animal. Because some of these animals take more maintenance than other animals. And if you're not home a lot, you know, you don't, there's a lot of reptiles you don't want to have. There's pretty much, if you're not, if you're somebody who travels a lot, then, you probably don't want to have a pet at all. But, you know, they, you know, we get some people that they want to get something but they're not sure. And we usually tell them, you know, we show them different, you know, animals that they can get and we ask them, you know, what's your lifestyle? I mean, are you home? Are you home traveling a lot? Are you working long hours all the time? Cuz if you really want something, there are some things you can get that don't require much maintenance, but um, and we, you know, we talk to them about that. If they're not sure, but they do want something and you know, we tell them, you know, think about it. We'll give them some ideas, show them different animals and then, you know, you can look up online if this is what's right for you. We tell them we have care sheets on our website, too, where they can see, you know, the care for the animals and everything. But we explain most of that all here in the store to them, um, all involved, everything that's involved in taking care of the animal. Um, Some of them require daily use, you know, daily interaction where you got to feed them every day. And some of them require you only feed them once a week to once every two weeks, depending on the species of animals you're working with. We don't, you know, try and push anything on anybody right away and try and make a sale. We always tell them, you know, look it it up and know what you're getting into um, if you're not sure what you want. But majority of the time people come in here, they're set on something. And sometimes we got to talk them out of it because they just don't have the space for it. Because some of these animals require some good space. And they think it's, you know, some people, you know, don't understand that, you know, you you can't just get an animal and keep it in a small little box. You got to keep it, you know, in a proper space so it can live a happy and long
0: life. Which animal or animals require the most space?
1: Monitor lizards get quite big. Um, there's different species of monitor lizards that you know. There's some that don't, but usually people want like something like a water monitor or an Argentine tegu, which make fantastic pets. They um, tame down really nice. Um, my one of my employees has one of my Argentine tegus, which she um, gave it to her as a little baby, and that thing is a fantastic. If you got the time to spend with it, they're fantastic. Her husband works at home, so he lets it out. They have it's potty trained to go to the bathroom, in the bathroom. And then once it does it, they let it roam the house. And he walks around, and sometimes he walks around with this brick in its mouth. Or sometimes he likes to pull a special blanket that he likes, a towel. And he walks around the house with the towel, and he'll bring it up to you and wants you to pull on it so you can play tug-of-war with it and they just sit up on your lap. They like to sit on your lap and because you're nice and warm and just you pet them and they just sit on your lap while you're watching TV. But they need space. You got to have a big enclosure and they have a nice big enclosure for them. Um, you don't want to, you know, get an animal that's going to grow big and you're never home and you don't let it, you know, roam around or have, you know, get it exercise. I mean, it's not good for the animal cuz then they're going to have pent-up stress. And then, you know, that's when accidents happen because they're all stressed out because they're just stuck in a box. They need to have, you know, exercise. They need to be able to roam around. They need to have space. If you're gone at work all day, then you have to have a good enclosure. Like, you know, if you're doing like a water monitor, you're going to want at least a, you know, six foot by two and a half to three foot, you know, deep. And then, you know, a few feet high, just to give them room to roam around and dig until you get home, and then you can let them out and give them some exercise around the house. Some of these animals are really smart. They know an area. If you send them into one area, like they send theirs into the bathroom, they'll go to the bathroom, and then it's allowed to roam the house. Not all of them that way, but the bigger ones are really intelligent about that.
0: That's interesting. I never would have guessed.
1: Yeah, they're they're quite they're quite intelligent. Well, these animals are quite intelligent. They know the difference, you know, between things, like when you're feeding them, what's not food and what is food.
0: Now, I saw also on your website you've got an animal rescue. From the
1: moment we opened the store, we pretty much became a rescue. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, we see it several times a week. Sometimes there's some weeks we get animals in here every day. Impulse buys uh, from shows that's usually what it mainly is, is people going to shows and buying animals and not knowing how much is involved in it. Sometimes it's, you know, divorces or job relocation where they got to move and they're moving into an apartment that won't allow any pets. But yeah, we see, we see a lot of animals and, uh, we have a room in the back. We're actually expanding our store here. We take in so many animals. We got to expand our store just to make room for the rescue. And, um, uh, we get quite a bit. We work with the, the UW helps us out. The UW uh, veterinary school here see our animals for us and help us with meds and everything, so we can take care of these guys. Some of them come in really sick. Some of them come in fine, and it's just because of you know circumstances of like I said earlier, divorce or you know job relocation. But some of them, you know, come in really sick, and you know, so we got to medicate them or. You know, a limb has to be amputated because of a bad infection or something. You know, they help us out with that.
0: Well, you certainly are at a most interesting place. You have a wonderful business story. And and I think reptiles are so intriguing. But I still wonder where it was that, you know, you you got to this. I know you mentioned that your mother because of allergies was always introducing reptiles. And it was it just the simple accident that you ended up with the baby snakes that led you to this business?
1: Yeah, I wasn't trying to breed them. Um, I never even thought about breeding them. I've had reptiles my whole life and I never even thought about breeding them. And somehow, some way I, I had the temperatures just right. They decided to breed for me. And yeah, it started right from there and my wife actually, she's the one who suggested you should do something like this, do a store because I always talked about when I was over the road driving, how nobody really knew anything about the reptiles when you went into the stores because a lot of them are just big commercial stores and you know, they have kids working there and they didn't, you know, they couldn't help anybody. And this is what helps my business grow right now is the local stores around here, the, the big commercial stores. They send so many people to us. Every week we get customers in our store because of them saying, yeah, you need to go to Reptile Rapture. They can help you with what you need and what they, you know, what they have there. They have more products that can help you with your reptile than what we can do. Their, their staff sends people to us all the time here. Their staff shop in our store all the time. They're always shopping in here. And um, it was an accident. I mean, it. I didn't, I wasn't set out to, you know, open up a reptile store. And I didn't set out to breed them. I just kept them together, and I had the temperatures just right and the humidity just right. And they bred. At the time, I didn't even know I had a pair. I had to learn how to sex snakes. Um, I learned from a gentleman at a, um, there used to be a curator at one of the zoos, uh, the Milwaukee zoo out there. And he told me how you can sex the snakes. And so I learned how to do that and, you know, was able to buy more snakes and learn how to sex them the you know, so I can breed them and do more. And it just grew from there. But I wasn't planning on doing this. I didn't even think that this could be a profession until, you know, my wife kind of like, you know, was telling me, he goes, you know what, you know a lot about reptiles, you can actually help a lot of people, you should try doing a store, and, you know, she she always teased me, she always, uh, she referred to that movie, uh, what is it, uh, Field of Dreams, I think it was, she's like, you know how they say, if you build it, they will come, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so I was like, okay, <laughs> it's grown to what it is today, hope to grow it some more, and get it even bigger, I don't want to go too big, but just to uh, be able to, you know, help more people. And uh, we get people from every weekend. Saturday and Sundays is our busiest time. We get so many people from Illinois, Chicago area, Rockford, from Iowa. Um, people come down from Minnesota. Um, people come from Milwaukee all throughout the week. We we get so many people from out of state that make the drive. Uh, we had a uh, a family come up from uh, Alabama and they drove all the way up here drove all the way up here to visit the store they brought me uh, a crested gecko and their whole setup because they did um, what I was talking about earlier how people impulse buy they went to a show in an Alabama uh, exotic animal show and their daughter impulse buy a crested gecko and they got it home. They did some research and they didn't know what to do. And they found us online. And I, she emailed me, I talked to her and helped her out. And then I told her just to call me and we can go over more. And we started talking on the phone and I guided her through everything, how to set it all up and what you want to do for her daughter. And she bought a lot of which was great. I told her she didn't have to buy anything for me. She can just get it, you know, at her local store. But she bought quite a bit of stuff from us online, and I shipped it down to her. And you know, and she—it <laughs> was funny. About every once a month, she'd contact me saying, "Oh, we're not sure. Is this okay? He's shedding, but he's not getting it all off." And you know, we talked for quite a while, and um, about was it she kept the gecko for about five months and they contacted me and said they like to bring it up to us that they're not gecko people it's it's more maintenance than they thought because they she's a I guess they breed horses they have a horse ranch where they do horse shows and stuff and so they're always busy and going and they said they didn't have the time they weren't really reptile people so so they traveled all the way up here to bring me it because she told me I We helped her so much, me and um, my wife and some of my other staff had talked to her on the phone and um, she appreciated it so much. The whole family came up here, drove up here 12 hours, brought me to Gecko, came to the store and meet me and my wife and everybody here and talked to us. And then they turned around and went back home and just wanted to thank us for helping them, which... I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was awesome. I really appreciated it and, you know, it was great. Um, I mean, we, you know, I was surprised how much of a difference we're making, but we do make a difference here. Um, People, people come from far. We had somebody not too long ago come from Arkansas or I'm sorry, not Arkansas, Kentucky, drove up here from Kentucky and bought a monitor. Uh, having us ship to, uh, he wanted to see our store and meet us, and we took photos together. And you know, I posted it up on Instagram and Facebook. But, yeah. You know, so we, we have a good following.
0: Well, I think we've uh, covered things rather well. The one verb you used a lot, which uh, I, I think speaks volumes to your success, is you talked about helping I helped this person, I enjoyed helping. You you like to help.
1: We do. I mean, we. that's why we did this was, I mean, we spend a lot of time and I talk about it in our YouTube videos. Um, you know, you can contact us. That's what we're here for. And we do. A majority throughout the day, our phone calls and our emails are from people from elsewhere who bought animals elsewhere And they come to us for help because we're willing to talk to them and help them even though they didn't buy the animal from us, which nobody else will do that. There is nobody out there that will do that unless you bought the animal from them. And we do that for them. There's no store anywhere that, you know, we even have people that buy animals from other people and they try and contact them because they have questions and they don't answer them. It was like a sale and then that was it. And we're willing to help them with that because, you know, honestly, it's, we see some of these animals that come in here and they're in horrible shape. And because nobody's getting help and these animals rely on us to keep them alive and keep them healthy. And it's just usually people, it's just like they want, it's the dollar. They want the dollar and then it's done. And we're here to help them. We're here seven days a week. We answer the phones when we can. If we're busy, I say it on our phone recording that if uh, in-store customers have first priority. If we're busy with customers, we can't get to the phone. But you can always email us, and we'll get back to you. But um, but we talk to people on the phone for you know hours, going through stuff. They'll call, and we'll talk to them for like twenty minutes, and then they'll call us the next day, and. Ask us some more stuff, talk to them for another 15, 20 minutes and talk to them. You know, they'll call us every day trying to get stuff right. Or they'll email us and send us photos and we'll tell them what's correct and what's wrong. And we do it free of charge. We're not, we don't charge people for it or anything. I mean, just, you know, if they want to shop on our website and help us out, that's great. If they don't, we don't, we don't ask them to or nothing. But, you know, we're taking responsibility of buying these animals and bringing them home. And we're taking responsibility here of selling these animals, I should say. And, you know, so people should know how to keep them properly and give them a good life. I mean, it's it's just the right thing to do, to be honest with you. I mean, it's pretty sad what we see that come in here and people are taking care of these animals wrong. And there's no need for it. I mean, there there should be... I've talked about it before. I have I hate saying it, but there should be some kind of regulations that people are not allowed to sell animals unless they are educated on how to take care of the animal's properly, And they can, you know, these stores can, um, you know, teach their employees and their employees know how to teach the people who are buying the animals the right way of taking care of it, the animals. And, I mean, a lot of times I see it in here, it's like, people come in here and just want to buy something and they just want to stick it in this little container. We're like, you can't do that. We get people upset at us. We, I, we will refuse to sell them an animal if they're, if they're not going to take care of it the right way. They're telling, oh, I got this little 10-gallon tank. And we're telling them, no, you can't put it in that. It has to be in something bigger. We tell them, you, you don't have to buy it from us. You can go on Craigslist and buy something, but it needs to be taken care of properly. I don't care where you get the stuff. If you're taking one of our animals, it has to be done correctly. Um, and we will ask them for photos if people don't get stuff from us. We like if they want like a big monitor, especially iguanas and monitors. We'll ask them. You have photos of your setup. Can you show us what you have set up?